0: You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert, repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese high in the clean blue air are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over announcing your place in the family of things.
1: One of the main temptations in our world is to keep moving. To keep busy. To achieve. There's always so much that we feel needs to be done. The list will never end. The lie we come to believe is that our worth is tied up in what we can do or accomplish or the change that we can affect. Or maybe our constant activity merely keeps us distracted from the things about ourselves and our world that we'd rather not face. If we just keep going, we won't have to think about it. The desert is an invitation into stillness. If we dared to stop doing, we might start more fully being. Stillness is the courage to remain, to dwell in the discomfort, trusting that God will meet you there. The Eternal One came to the prophet Elijah in the wilderness, fed him, and asked,
2: Why are you here, Elijah? What is it that you desire?
1: Elijah responds, All my passion has been devoted to the Eternal One, the God of heavenly armies. The Israelites have abandoned your covenant with them, tearing down altars and executing all those who prophesy in your name. I am the last remaining prophet, and they now seek to kill me as well. The Eternal once spoke again.
2: Leave this cave and go stand on the mountainside in my presence.
1: The Eternal passed by him. The mighty wind separated the mountains and crumbled every stone before the Eternal. This was not a divine wind, for the Eternal was not within this wind. After the wind passed through, an earthquake shook the earth. This was not a divine quake, for the Eternal was not within this earthquake. After the earthquake was over, there was a fire This was not a divine fire, for the eternal was not within this fire. After the fire died out, there was nothing but the sound of a calm breeze. And through this breeze, a gentle, quiet voice entered into Elijah's ears.
2: Why are you here, Elijah? What is it that you desire?
1: Do you find yourself in a desert of some kind today? Are you battling discontentment and a lack of direction, strained relationships, or an addiction that you can't seem to lay down? Is there something you're running from? What if you're exactly where God wants you to be? What if there's something here you're meant to see? You are not your job. You are not your influence. You are not your skill set or your resume. You are not everything you try to control. You are only a beloved child of the God who made you. Find stillness in your body wherever you are. Open your ears and your heart to receive this reminder from Psalm 46. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still.
3: Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God.
4: It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him, the inscription above him reading, the King of the Jews. And with him, they crucified two bandits, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by derided him, shaking their heads and taunting. So you're the one who is going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days? If you're so powerful, then why don't you rescue yourself? Come down from the cross. As Jesus hung upon the cross, the chief priests and scribes joined in the mocking, saying, He rescued others, but he can't rescue himself. Let the anointed, the king of Israel, come down from the cross now, and then we will see it and believe.
3: The devil then took Jesus to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, All these I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him.
4: Jesus cried out once more loudly, and then he breathed his last breath. His head fell, and he gave up the spirit. Sin and death conquered without lifting a finger, victorious in stillness.
5: Think about what you're doing right now. I don't know what it is, but I can probably tell you what it's not. You may be cleaning the house, washing the car, sitting behind your desk, thumbing out the next little bit of a project. You might be changing a baby's diaper or on a walk around the block. You might be doing a million little things. But I'd bet you're not being still. Well, you might be still, Sitting in traffic, but you're really driving. And if you're like me, this kind of stillness invites peak frustration. Stillness? Think about that word. When was the last time you were still? Not asleep, not exhausted, not binging Netflix and avoiding life, but truly still. Henry Nouwen says we live in a world full of conditions, demands, requirements, and obligations. That means in order to meet those demands, requirements, and obligations, we have to keep moving, keep grinding. And when we do, you know what happens? We get rewarded. There just doesn't seem much sense in stillness, not much to be gained. But then the day comes when we feel used up and threadbare, all the constant motion has given us the illusion that we are alive and impacting the world. But the truth is, we've been spinning our tires in deep mud. The engine has been rumbling, but we've not really gone anywhere. And we know we haven't gone anywhere because we are just as short-tempered with our kids. We are still carrying the baggage loaded onto us by our parents. Our sins have become so routine we've abandoned the notion that we might ever be freed from them. What motion does, what it truly does, is muffles the stirring of our souls. Motion is the soul silencing headphones of the spiritual life. When Jesus goes into the desert, it's not remarkable that he fasts for 40 days. Plenty of people have done that. What might be more Satan-defying is that he doesn't seem to do very much. He is still. Stillness isn't a quiet time. Stillness is not adding on. It's making space. The psalmist says, Be still and know that I am God. How do we know that Yahweh is God? In stillness. In hurriedness, we unwittingly say, I am God. If I don't get it all done, if I don't interject, if I don't maneuver, things will not work out right. Stillness is a teacher. And through her, we learn that God's good and beautiful work asks for our participation, but rejects our controls. It's in stillness that we allow for our minds to quiet and slow down. In that space, we become self-aware Aware of all that we have sidestepped and hushed in our busyness and noise.
6: Slow me down, oh Lord, Slow me down. Help my heart to hear your. Sound speaking to my life, Lord, speak. Mama my soul, oh Lord, wake my soul With this mess I've made, make me whole Of this life called mine, take control Wake my soul
2: Gerald May writes of those who have faced all manner of temptation. As was true of our Savior upon the cross, that they saw temptation coming, but neither fought it off nor turned away from it towards something else. Simply, briefly, they chose not to hop on board with it. What did they do instead? Nothing. They let their spaciousness be. Stillness. The desert is the field of a supernatural battle, and your heart is the prize. But do you want to hear the best part? God is doing the fighting for us, with all the spaciousness of His reach. All we are asked to do is to summon the courage to show up and remain in trust. During Lent, we face the chaos and the demons within us and allow God to do battle with them through us, The desert tells of a journey out of slavery, towards the garden that is our true home. But it is much more than a journey. It is the discovery of the depths of our weakness, the power of God's grace, and the price of both. Continue to lean into this journey as we approach Holy Week. The invitation to silence, solitude, and stillness as we consider the ways our bodies and minds have lived too long in rebellion. May our souls align in renewed purpose with God's loving will. Join us as we engage as a community in the humble service of Maundy Thursday, the pain of Good Friday, and the seeming desolation which gives way to the joy of Easter dawn. You can find all of our service times at ecclesiahouston.org. Would you pray with me? Lord, we know that the desert is the place where life grows in the most unlikely of ways. Use these coming days to prepare us as we enter your story of death unto eternal life. Help us to pick up our cross and to follow you as we never have before. Show us the way. We pray in thanksgiving, adoration, repentance, and hope in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, Ecclesia.